Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Failure Effect, a weekly podcast where we reclaim the word failure and turn it into success. This week, we have a very special guest. Her name is Nancy Cairo. She's an executive coach. So if you have, she does a roho. She's a good person to talk to. She is also a stylist and a budding author. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you very much. So you're a budding author? I am. Mm -hmm. I've been working on a book for a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. And I think I have close to 300 or so pages. Ah, yes, <laughs> I tell you, writing a book is quite the task. So what genre? Is it um, self-help? It is, no, it's actually a story about my family, my okay. mother and father, mm -hmm. um, but fictionalized a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right, I look forward to reading it. I hope so, one day. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so um, a few weeks ago, I attended a webinar that you hosted called um, From the Fog of Fear to the the Clarity, Clarity of, of courage. courage. Yes. And it was such an illuminating talk to listen, you know, listening to you explain all of the things that you've been through. And I think for me, the thing that stood out about you is how much faith you have in that things will always work out. But then it hasn't always been like that for you, has it? Not at all. All right. <laughs> Not <So>. at all. <laughs> when you said how much faith I have, sometimes I wonder, you know, I mean, faith goes up and down, you know, mm -hmm. depending on the season, depending on what you're going through. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I try to put God front and center of my life. And mm -hmm. there have been times when I've stepped out in faith and really seen miraculous things happen. Mm -hmm. And other times when I'm scared, I'm okay. fearful, just like anybody else. All right. <laughs> and I remember very clearly from that talk, you talked about um, leaving your career because you wanted to go and pursue a degree, but let's talk about the career that you're leaving in the first place and why you felt the need to leave it. Like, how long had you been working as a communications professional? Well, at the time, I was 44 years old, so <laughs> that gives you an idea okay. of how long I'd been working. And um, I had just lost two jobs in the span of three years. And I had to move uh, from Nairobi to Mombasa, then back again to Nairobi, secured another job. And I felt like, at the time, I felt that job was really not, it wasn't very challenging. And it, it was also, I was making less money. Mm. There were so many things that I thought were not uh, you know, beneficial to me, or mm. I felt like my career had gone backwards instead of forwards. Mm -hmm. Yet, um, now I see that God had placed me in that particular job so that I could see what opportunities would, uh, I could pursue next in my life. Yeah. And it was at that time that I realized I needed to go back to school. Mm -hmm. I needed to pursue my master's degree because everybody around me was leaving to do their PhD, their master's, and I'd never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I'd never even once dreamt of going back to school. Right. Um, but once I made that decision, uh, with a lot of fear and trepidation, um, I started seeing things just unfold, which made me very certain that it was divine, it was ordained by God. Okay, so we're gonna get back to that in a minute, but what I'm <coughs> curious about is, I'd heard of you many years, you know, and I am aware of the fact that you'd worked with some leading businesses in this country um, in the marketing and communications departments. Mm -hmm. So here you are, how do you lose two jobs 
in, 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 you know, I suppose, was it back to back? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how does that, how, how, how do you deal with that? Because on what basis did you lose the jobs for the companies shut down? Were you retrenched? What happened and how did you handle it? So the first job I lost was with Diners Club right. and it was actually my dream job. Mm. I was a senior editor for a luxury lifestyle magazine. Diners the Club. first, yes, yes, signature magazine. Yes. You know it? Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was the first of its kind and yes. we were pushing boundaries. We had a mail order catalog. We had... Uh, a art gallery. I mean, there were so many things that we were doing with this magazine. It was like more than 100 pages. Mm -hmm. um, and I was the senior editor and I loved the job. Right. But Diners Club was a credit card company yeah. and a financial institution. Mm -hmm. So one day without knowing it, without any warning, I was actually in hospital. My daughter was uh, sick at the time. She oh. had strep, um, strep throat. And she had been ad admitted for about five days. So I was in hospital with her. And one day woke up and found that Diners Club has collapsed. Oh, wow. And a lot of people's savings were lost. Oh, no. Uh, and obviously all of us, you know, the staff members had to look for new positions. I was able to secure another job in tourism, which made me have to move to Mombasa, from Nairobi to Mombasa, because mm. that's where their headquarters were. And um, it was a move that I wasn't ready for. It was a move that, you know, was challenging. And I mean, everything that comes with that. And at the same time, my marriage collapsed. Oh. Uh, so I was feeling very fragile. I was feeling very fragile, very vulnerable, uh, but I had to do you know, what I had to do. Yeah. Um, and then within two years, it wasn't even maybe two years of being in this new job. It was actually with Pullman's Tourism Safaris. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the tourism industry had, you know, had a huge hit yeah. and people were laid off across the tourism industry in Kenya. Oh. And of course, you know, when you're the first one into a company, yeah. I mean, you're the last one into a company, you're the first one to go. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. they don't want to pay, you know, huge yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, expenses. To, yeah. yeah. So that's how I lost the second job. Okay. So I had to move back to Nairobi, look for another job. Oh, my goodness. It was... In your fragile state. Because I'm pretty sure your marriage falling apart must have then caused you feelings of failure and loss. Of course. Yeah. Nobody goes into marriage wanting it to end in divorce. Yes. So I did. I felt like a huge failure. Okay. I felt like I had uh, failed myself, my daughter, mm -hmm. uh, my ex, my family, because it's two families coming together. Yes. Um, so it wasn't easy. Okay. It, it really was not easy. I was uh, very, very vulnerable and, you know, often curled up in a ball crying because oh. I couldn't understand what had happened to my life, you yes. know, where yeah. had I gone wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was very hard. So how did you deal with losing two jobs and a marriage at the same time? When you ask that question, I wonder if I was really coping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, being a single parent at yeah. that time, you don't have 
you don't have much choice. Yeah. You know, every day I'd wake up and look at my daughter and think, okay, I have to move forward. Yeah. Um, my family obviously was a huge help, you know, just moral support. And then praying, um, you know, really just asking God for his favor and direction um, and courage because, yeah, everything was very, very scary. And so you decide you're going to quit. You've lost literally everything, but you want to quit and go and do your master's. <laughs> okay. Now that you say it like that, <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> Um, so, you know, here I am in a, a position that I don't really like. Um, I'm not very happy with myself, feeling, you know, a little bit of a failure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just looked around and I noticed that a lot of my colleagues were, you know, disappearing. <laughs> I'd yeah. be like, wait a minute, where did so-and-so go? Where did so And I was told that they'd gone to pursue master's degree, some of them PhD. Wow. And that was the first time I had ever, ever thought of going back to school. You right. know, it had never, ever entered my mind. And like I said, I was 44 years of age. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe that's what I need to do uh -huh. <laughs> next. And what happened was the job that I had was exposing me to so many people in the development arena because of the way I was uh, changing the publication that I was, I was again an editor. I was changing the publication and every new story that I'd, uh, you know, cover would open another door for me. I mean, I was twice invited to UN in, in New York headquarters wow. to attend conferences, you know, yeah. things that I had never even imagined before. Yeah. Um, and so it really put a seed in me to want to move from private sector to public sector, to mm -hmm. development arena. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I started thinking, aha, uh -huh, maybe I can go back to school, do my master's in something that is relevant for me to switch careers. Because I was really enjoying the kind of work that I was doing. You know, we were covering all kinds of subjects. One day it would be, you know, women's representation in parliament. Another day it would be breast cancer awareness. Another day it would be anti-rape laws. I mean, it was just a wide range of issues and um, I was enjoying it. Okay. I was enjoying it. So I wanted to move from, okay. from the private sector. All right. <laughs> so you still have no money though. I still have no money. So <laughs> Or at least very little money. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I just, I started asking myself, okay, what will it take mm -hmm. uh, for me to do this if I wanted to go? And I knew I wanted to study abroad. Right. I, I needed a change, you know? I wanted to get out of the country for a while. And I knew I wanted to go with my daughter. Mm. So I just started praying. I tell you, I was... <laughs> praying so hard, Lord, please let me be able to do this and to be able to go with my daughter. So one day um, I was at a conference and a lady who sat next to me, I, I used to talk about what I wanted to do all the time to everybody. If we met mm -hmm. within five minutes of meeting me, you would know right. that I'm planning to go to mm -hmm. back to school to do my master's. So I'd tell everybody, I didn't <laughs> care who it yes. was. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned it to her and 
she didn't know me. She knew some of the work that I'd done through the publication, but she didn't really know me mm. or my intention. Right. But she immediately said, Nancy, I know the perfect university for you. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how, how is that possible? Yeah. You don't even know, yeah. know me. But she introduced me. And at the time, I had been praying for a miracle. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically saying, God, I need to see miracles so that I know for sure this is you. Mm -hmm. And when she introduced me to this university in the US, the person, she was a, she was a, a, a Muslim lady right. that I'd met here in Kenya. The person who wrote to me from the university was a Jewish man. Mm -hmm. Just see the connections, wow. okay? Okay, and he, religious, yes. Yeah, yes. And, and, and he wrote back to me and said, Nancy, if Amina, I can't remember if her name mm -hmm. was Amina, but let's say she was Amina. Yeah. If Amina is recommending you to this program, yeah. we expect nothing but miracles. Yes. I mean, wow. that word just jumped out at me in the email. Who, yes. who uses that kind of language in an yes. email? Yes. And this was an ad, you know, administrator. Mm -hmm. So that's the day that I knew that's it. Yeah. This is divine. Yeah. I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell myself, even though I felt fearful, that I'm going to move yeah, even forward. though I'm feeling, yeah. Okay. So then how did you get, and because there's that, there's the faith, but then there's the actual doing exactly <laughs> the execution. <coughs> yes, 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 indeed. Um, and that's where I think a lot of us get stuck. Yeah. You know, we have dreams and, uh, you know, we can sit and we plan and we, you know, have all these, uh, you know, we imagine a lot of things, but mm. the execution is very hard. And what I've found, what I've realized is, if I move without having to figure out everything, because yeah. if I look back now, all the things that could have stopped me from going are things that I didn't think about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I had thought about where are we gonna sleep the first day? How am I gonna pay school fees? How, where's my daughter going to school? How will I get her back and forth from, if I had thought of all those things, yeah. I would never have moved. Okay. But instead, what I did was, I just decided every day I'm gonna do one thing okay. towards my goal. So all these kind of things, and I have many other stories mm -hmm. yeah. of what happened, you mm -hmm. know, that really I can tell you, it's only God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you went to the US mm -hmm. and then? And then, <laughs> I found out that, ooh, okay, it's harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> yes, yes. But, and there were days, there were days that I really questioned, did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter was uh, quite lonely sometimes, you know, trying to make new friends, new yeah. school. Um, we were in New Hampshire, so the winters were oh, harsh. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so many things that yeah. if I had thought about all those things I might have said oh forget it it's okay yeah I don't think we'll go mm -hmm. but now we're there now your you know your dream has come true yes <laughs> so you have to make it work yes uh, I found myself in class with 25 year olds and I'm 44 yes <laughs> there is I, I find sometimes when you're in a situation that you start to feel like maybe I'm a failure for not having have done this earlier <laughs> yes and people looking at me like yes. uh do you realize that we're not all the same age yes yes <laughs> so yeah there were all kinds of challenges okay and 
every reason to maybe, you know, say, okay, forget it. Maybe I made a mistake and just come home. Mm -hmm. But instead, I was so determined. Yeah. I don't even know where that came from. Sometimes I wish I could bottle that, yeah. you know, feeling. Yeah. Because I was so driven yeah. that I must get this degree. And I didn't care, you know. Mm -hmm. Basically, I, I'd move out of my way. I'm yes. doing this. Oh, good. <laughs> so we had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. Uh-huh. Um, so many, you know, things that just unfolded for us. Yeah. Um, also, you know, times that we sat down and just my daughter and I would hold each other and cry and miss home and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was 10 at the time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't easy, but we completed it. And um, one of the things that helped me go through it apart from prayer was that I had this image i had cut it out of essence magazine yes i had an image of a lady you know in cap and gown she's throwing her cap in the ah. air uh with such excitement and i was i said i have to do this okay. when i graduate so that picture was in my head and right. i did the you know i threw my cap in the air when i graduated so like a mental vision board a vision well it was an actual vis vision board yes because i had the picture up yes but also the the image would conjure up in my head yes. every time I thought about it, right. you know? It was a very vivid image in my head. Okay. So that also helped me. Mm -hmm. So things that I, I think and I, I talk about um, in my coaching is that one, talking, you know, really talking about your dreams in a very positive and um, in the present tense. Yes. I am going. Yes. Not I am planning to go, yes. but I am going. If you had yes. met me before I left, you'd mm -hmm. think Nancy's leaving Lit tonight. <laughs> yeah, yes. you'd think she's on the flight tonight. Yeah. Did you come back home immediately? Yes. yes. Right? At the time, I was, for two and a half years, I was applying for a green card. Okay. Um, in order to stay, I wanted to be able to stay and, and work in the U.S. for yeah. a while. It didn't come through. Okay. My roommates <laughs> we got their green card, but oh, we didn't. Okay. So we had to pack our bags and come back yeah. home. So I was home for another uh, probably three or four years mm -hmm. uh, before I got the green card. Okay. And then we packed up and went mm -hmm. back. So I immigrated the second time round with my mm -hmm. daughter. And okay. um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster. If you ask her, she'll say, well, we've, we've <laughs> moved too much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what were you doing in that two years in the interim while you were waiting for your green card status to come through? I was working. Okay. I had started um, a small company here mm -hmm. in, in Nairobi. And uh, yeah, I was working and just hoping and praying that, you know, it would yeah. come through. Yeah. Okay. So everything proceeds at an even pace until you go back to the U.S.? I wouldn't say even pace. Okay. Life has ups and downs. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and with every challenge, you know, you have to ask yourself, can I, can I do this? Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, we finally uh, got our green card to go to the States. So that was another process, mm -hmm. having to sell things all over again, right. having to, I mean. Your family must have been used to it by now. My my mother will tell you. Yeah, my, my mother will just tell you that's Nancy. Yeah, my 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 father was very much like that. Uh -huh. um, you know, may he rest in peace. But yeah, he was very much that kind of a person. Yeah, I think I got it from him. Okay. Uh, my daughter is probably like, oh, 
you know, I tired. Just want to she was tired. Yeah, she really. She's the kind of person who likes to settle. Yes. And I'm always looking for the next opportunity. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. um, but we moved mm -hmm. uh, back to the states. This time, that time round, we landed in Texas, mm -hmm. where I had some family members, and I started looking for a job okay. all over again. Okay. Do you know the other day I counted? How many times I've moved back and forth and started from scratch? Wow. It's seven times in my life. And you know, I think the whole feeling of starting from scratch, and especially once you hit, I suppose, your mid-30s to your 40s, and I don't know why people in their mid-30s think they're old, because they, they'd have no idea. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> but there's definitely something that happens when you hit 40, between 40 and 50s, when you start to take stock of your life and how much time you have left before retirement and how do you compete in the job market and it must have been scary to start again you know because by now you're what 46 47 yes okay so please <laughs> how was that and i turned up in the u.s without anything except for two bags and no job and my family members thought i was crazy and mm. they were trying to convince me to do you know the jobs that a lot of other Kenyans do in yeah. the States, which is great. But I was so focused on, no, I, I want to get back into corporate world, not corporate. I wanted to pursue, you know, what I had studied. I wanted mm -hmm. to get into development. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just, I was just tenacious. I, I can't even tell you sometimes what gets in my head. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's almost like, I, uh, this, I have to do it and I'm not going to, I actually tell myself there's no plan B, mm -hmm. C, D, it's only plan A. Yeah. And that plan A has to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So um, within about, I think about four months or so, I had, I had secured a position. Wow. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a really great position. So, you know, Within six months, I had moved to another one. Within right. another, another six months, I moved. Um, eventually, I was working with World Vision USA in their head office. Mm -hmm. And nobody could believe it. You know, everybody was like, how exactly did you get that job? Yes. I said, I applied. Yes. <laughs> you know? It's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, although there's a miracle there, that's a story for another day. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, I think um, I just don't allow a plan when i'm really really determined i don't l allow a plan b c or d okay. i don't so is this the way you've always been or is this something that happened to you after your experiences with two job losses you know and the loss of your marriage um you know when i was a child i was so timid. Right. I was timid. I'd stand behind my mom. I didn't want to, I didn't talk much. I was shy. Um, I wasn't sure of myself at all. That's really hard to believe. But <laughs> People change. Yes. <laughs> and um, I don't think it was specifically those two jobs because when I look back, there are other things that I've done in my life that were similar. Mm -hmm. What I can't tell you is I don't know where it comes from I don't know where that uh, tenacity or that bravado comes from I really don't I wish I, I knew uh, sometimes 
I can sum no, I don't even summon it up. It just happens, you yeah. know. If I could summon it, yeah. I, I'd be doing that all my life. Yeah. But there are other times that I curl up and, you know, I can't move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I let fear, you know, just grip me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I think it goes back to probably even high school. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's the first time that I was, I was very determined about something and I just, you know, I just said this, this has to happen, right. you know? Um, and since then, I've seen it repeating in my life, but it's not all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, was it smooth sailing after that, or did you then move on over to your next experience of a different sort of failure? I've had failure throughout my life. Okay. <laughs> We're human, yes, you know? <laughs> so, failure, you know, I think it's a fabric of life. Yes. I think a lot of us, for a long time, I didn't like the feeling of failing. I, I felt like, you know, there's something wrong with me. Yes. Um, but, you know, there's a distinct difference between being a failure and yes. failing at something. Yes. You know? And what I try to do these days is if I feel like I've failed at something, I ask myself, okay, what, what has this taught me? Mm -hmm. And how... How can I fail forward okay. instead of failing back and just, yes. you know, collapsing? Yes. How do I fail forward and keep on, you know, yeah. moving forward? Um, and I have to also tell myself that just because I failed at one, two, three, four, I tell people I've probably failed more than I've succeeded, okay. you know, in life. There are many things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've failed at a business. I what? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what business was this? <laughs> well, a number of businesses okay. I've started. Uh -huh. I've always had something on the side, okay. you know, while I'm, I'm you know, working full time. Mm -hmm. So some of those have failed. I started a furniture shop that failed. I started a, a, a PR company that didn't fail quite, but I closed it down after a while, you know. So I think I look at it as just what next? Okay. Yeah. What else can I do? Okay. Like I said, I'm always looking at where are the opportunities, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean that there are times that when I fail, I really do just think, wow, Nancy, you failed again. Are uh -huh. you a failure? You know? Yeah. I think that's human also. Um, but I try not to. I try not to wallow in that too much. Or to define yourself. Or right? to define myself. Very, yes. Yeah, I, I try not to define myself by that. Because we shouldn't let our setbacks define us. Yes. Really sh we really should have, should let our dreams and our ambitions drive us, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I try to do. Like now, I'm starting something totally new and yeah. I'm 65 years old. Wow. Um, and some people would tell me, you're crazy, Nancy. Mm -hmm. But I figure... If I just sit back and do nothing yeah. or sit back and do things that everybody expects, mm -hmm. that's not me. Yeah. And there's still dreams that I have. There's still ambitions that I yes. have, you know? Um, until I'm in my grave, I'll have dreams and ambitions. So mm -hmm. I can't stop at one failure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you keep, it's almost like after a while, once you get your, your, you know, your sea legs on, you start to look forward to the next failure. Am I wrong? Because you're like, well, because it, it stops being failure and it starts being 
an opportunity to learn something new is yeah. this a perspective you would agree with yeah i'm i'm i still am not comfortable with failure yes. i don't think anybody is mm. um you know i don't want to spend money and then it goes to waste or you know uh try something new and it doesn't work out however i try to always ask myself what's next mm -hmm. um you know i i used to always say next next <laughs> you know um because there's so many things there's uh -huh. so many things that people can do you know um i could decide tomorrow i want to be a surfer right i doubt if i will but <laughs> you know <laughs> um so the world is just it's full of opportunity mm -hmm. and it's how you look at things yes. i think so i don't go out looking for failure or hoping to fail at something obviously mm. not yeah. um but if i do fail i'll say okay well that didn't work out why yeah. didn't it work out and you know maybe i'm not going to try that again okay right. or maybe i do it again with a partner or you yes. know something yeah um but yeah i try to keep a very open mind okay yeah so when did you come back to kenya um 2015 okay so we were when my daughter and i were outside the country for about 13 years wow yeah it was quite extensive it wasn't well at the time i didn't think 13 years would pass but yes, <laughs> they do they do uh and we had a wonderful time she finished university there uh she's the one who decided to come back first uh, and then I uh, followed soon after. Mm -hmm. And then when I got here, you know, I started looking around for a job. That time I was what? <laughs> I don't, well, I've already s said my age. Mm -hmm. the, the job that I currently have, the full-time job I, I currently have, yeah. I secured it at the age of 61. Wow. And even that for a lot of people are like, yes. you should be retiring. Well, I mean, okay, I don't agree. But I don't <laughs> agree either. Who said yeah. I should be retiring? Yes. Who said that you have to retire at a certain age? Yes, yes. I know there are laws in place and, you know, uh, yeah. organizations have their, their you know, their uh, requirements. Mm -hmm. But I don't actually see myself just going to sit in, you know, yeah. somewhere. And, and I just applied yeah. and they took me and I told them I'm 61. And they will find they you said, with that? They said, it's all right. Okay. So, right. Yeah. So that I mean, I think that also helps create a diverse workplace because people yes. tend to think of it in terms of gender, yeah. and sexuality. No one ever thinks about age, age because people have a lot of experience yeah. to give to an organization. That's if right. Had a lot of experience. I have a lot of experience, yeah. but I also have so many things to learn. Yes. You yeah. know. So I don't see it as. I don't really see myself retiring. <laughs> Okay, excellent. <laughs> not going. in that, not in that typical sense of the word, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, did you find love again? Oh, <laughs> we're going down that road, are yes. we? <laughs> uh, I did actually. Uh, very un. Well, I guess every every love is unplanned, un. Yes. You know. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, we were together for about seven. Eight years, but then he passed away. Oh, I'm uh, so but up until this point, thank you. Up until this point, um, he's he was the love of my life. Okay. Yeah, he he. 
I would say he's the first man who's ever treated me the way I think women want to be treated. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, a wonderful relationship. Um, and uh, yeah, I am now hoping to find somebody else. <laughs> so was that in Kenya or in the US? It was in Kenya. It was okay. in Kenya. Yeah. And people say there are no Kenyan men left who are worth dating. So, you know. That Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, now you're starting this new venture of yours, the coaching business. How long has it been something that you've been dreaming of? So I took uh, the ICF certification course beginning of last year. Okay. And ICF stands for? International Coaching Federation. So I'm certified uh, as an ICF coach in leadership and productivity. Okay. Um, I took it last year when I started feeling like, okay, um, <laughs> maybe I need to have another, a, a backup plan. Right. Because, you know, I can't go indefinitely, you yes. know, being employed. Mm -hmm. So I took um, the course and then I, I sat on it. Okay. I sat on the certificate oh. for over a year. I was scared. Right. I was like, oh, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> How do I start? Where do I begin? Will I get clients? You know, all those things that stop us from moving forward. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I remember it. it's only in end of October, no, beginning of November last year, um, that I, one day I was talking with my daughter and I said, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do next? And she just looked at me like, but you know what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to do coaching. Yes. And I thought, okay. <laughs> it was the way she said it yeah. that just made me somehow snap into action. Yes. And within three weeks, I had produced my first webinar. From your perspective, I know what it was like to listen to it. Yeah. What was it like for you on the other end giving it? So I was scared to death okay. again. Yes. <laughs> I'd come up with this you know, concept um, to talk about courage and moving from fear to courage. Mm -hmm. um, and I put all the, you know, I put the program together and I, I actually set a date. Right. Okay. I told myself, 15th December, you're mm -hmm. going to do it. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want it to, you know, go into Christmas and New Year's. I thought if, if that happens, then I won't do it. Right. Yeah. So I set a date and then I was able to meet a, a lovely lady um, who helped me with social media because my social media, I, I don't have any skills when it comes to that. My Instagram page had three pictures for over two years, I think. Oh. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, I started now kind of putting a team together to help me yeah. um, and I announced it. Okay. And we advertised it for three weeks. I kept on asking God, oh, please, you know, bring us some people, yeah. let them sign up. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking maybe 20, 30 people. I was actually asking God, right. 20 to 30 people would be nice, yeah. you know. And uh, one day, my social media manager, her name is uh, Becky Mwangi. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I called her and I said, Becky, stop, stop praying. Don't pray that because the numbers have already surpassed the 30 wow. mark. I said, uh -huh. what we're going to start praying is that God just brings the number he wants. Yes. 
So can you believe it that before the day before the webinar, we had 99 people register wow. for this webinar on That's the 15th. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was just blown away. Yeah. They didn't all show up for the webinar. Yes. But I had 99 people express, you know, interest. Yes. So because, um, you know, I felt like maybe the timing was a bit tight and it was just before Christmas. Yeah. So I decided now to offer the same webinar again. Mm -hmm. uh, this was 26th of January, the mm -hmm. one you attended. Yes. And we got 175 people. Oh, that register. is awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Again, I was just blown away. Yeah. Um, so it's been wonderful. It's, a, it's been a wonderful journey. Yeah. These days, I'm even, you know, Becky will attest, I'm even, you know, Very posting cute. some things myself on Yay! Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. So, yeah, I'm learning new things. Mm -hmm. I'm meeting new people. I'm mm -hmm. helping people. You know, the other day I called one or two of the ladies who were on, you know, who had attended the webinar and I felt like I hadn't sufficiently answered their questions during yes. the Q&A. Do you know they were blown away that I was calling them? Wow. They said, what? This is Nancy from the web? I said, yeah. Yes. I wanted to find out if I answered your, you know, questions sufficiently. Yes. If not, can I, you know. So it's just been, it's been a roller coaster it's and amazing. yeah, <laughs> I'm and enjoying it. That's, has the coaching business taken off? Well, well, it's just started. Okay. I have a few clients, okay. um, official clients. Mm -hmm. But you know, I've been coaching throughout my career. Okay. I realized this before I took that certificate, mm -hmm. that I've actually been coaching team members mm -hmm. throughout my career. There are many people who have told me, wow, Nancy, you just, you helped me see things at a different you know from a different perspective you right. help me really excel in this field yeah. or you or you help me you know pivot to another so i've been i've been coaching people uh you know not not through you know not a traditional coaching uh business but i've been coaching and mentoring people for a long time okay so this actually feels very natural to me mm -hmm. and that's why i wanted to now actually you know get the certificate Okay, so how do we find you if we're in need of those heart healing services? <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> um, you can reach out to me on email mm -hmm. at hello, um, hello at nancycairo.com. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had the opportunity to help your daughter explore her own experiences with failure? Yes, of course, as a mother, you're yes. always trying to. And as a mother, you know, you're Maybe we're overprotective sometimes. You're trying to buffer your yes. child from, from, you know, difficult things, but mm -hmm. you can't, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've, I have and I haven't, okay. I would say. Because recently I saw, I can't remember where I saw this, but about a family that uh, the father actually used to say at the dinner table in the evening, he'd always ask his kids around the table, what did you fail at today? Yeah. And not at a, in a bad way. He wanted to know because he wanted to encourage them to fail. Because yes. he said it's through failure that you learn yes. and you grow. Yes. Now, when I heard that, I was like, oh gosh, I, I wish I had thought of that yeah. <laughs> when she was small. Um, because I think, and, and the school system doesn't help, you know, yes. with grading. And you're always made to feel like, oh, well, I didn't get an A plus, therefore, you know. 
Um, yeah. And yet, when you think about it, failure is relative, yes. isn't it? Yes. Um, for somebody who is a straight A student, A mm -hmm. plus mm -hmm. student, when they get an A, they feel like they failed. Yes. Uh, yet somebody who's a C student, the, uh, when they get a B or a B plus, they feel like they've succeeded. Yes. So that's what I think I've tried to impart okay. uh, with my daughter is that failure is part of the process. We're human beings. None of us are perfect. Perf perfection is an illusion. Yes. Uh, grades in school or any other, you know, environment are sometimes not very fair and they're subjective. Yeah. Um, and I never wanted her to feel like just because I didn't get a certain grade in class doesn't yeah. mean you yourself are a failure. Yes. It's just that particular, you know, yeah. test or, yes. uh, you know, whatever it is you're going through. Yeah. The experience that you're going through that yeah. may not have worked out. Yeah. But I always look at it like it's an opportunity to, lear to learn, to become better. Okay. Yeah. Instead mm -hmm. of looking at it like it's a failure. <laughs> right. Because I think you're right. As parents, our instinct is, is to, to protect. protect the yeah. child as opposed to teaching them how to navigate. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a perspective that I really love. And I am going to go and employ it with my own son as well. Great. Because he's 10 and he's getting into that important yeah. grade season. Yeah. So where he becomes very conscious of his sense of failure. Yeah. So just because you fail doesn't mean that you're right off. Yeah. Excellent. So on that note, I would like you, I would like to thank you very much for taking the time to oh. be with us and to spend time with us. If you have any last words for people who may feel like they are going through um, a period of failure right now or feel like they have failed, even at life in general, if there's one thing you could say to them, what would you say? First of all, I'd say that nobody is a failure. Mm -hmm. As long as you're alive, yeah. You're not a failure because every day you wake up, you have another opportunity to yeah. try again, mm -hmm. to start over. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't believe any human being can be a failure. I really don't. We fail at things. Yes. Uh, and those things are there to teach us a, les a lesson or sometimes to actually make us pivot, you know, and move in a, di a different direction. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to learn from failure. Yes. To really ask yourself, okay, what did I learn from this? Mm -hmm. uh, and how can I apply it mm -hmm. next time if I have this same kind of a situation? Right. Yeah. Um, but I really don't believe anybody can be a failure. So I'd encourage anybody who's feeling like they're going through a failure or, you know, they've experienced failure in some, you know, some area of their life that one they have to have grace mm -hmm. and with themselves yes. you know they really we're, we're usually very harsh on ourselves yes you'd never even talk to your friend the way we talk to ourselves yes you know yes you'd sit uh, down you know you'd sit down with a friend and tell her look it's okay mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow's a new day things will change you can try again or you can do something totally different yeah why don't we say the same things to ourselves? This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So have grace ha with yourself, mm -hmm. you know, um, be God forgives us. So why can't we forgive ourselves? Yeah. You know, and those aren't even things that, you know, are forgivable mm -hmm. necessarily. 
I always look at a child. <clears throat> Why are we not born as, as human beings? How come children are not born walking <laughs> yes. or running? Yes. Yeah? When you think about, you know, other creatures on this earth, they're born already moving. Yes. But a human being has to first just even hold up its head, yes. you know? Yes, yes. Uh, and then slowly learn how to crawl and mm -hmm. stand mm -hmm. and walk mm -hmm. and run, which means to me that we're made, it's in our DNA yeah. to be, to grow, to develop, yeah. to learn, mm -hmm. to explore. Mm -hmm. These are all things that as human beings we are made to do. Right. And so anytime we fail at a thing, it's only there to help us go to the next step. Excellent. That is such a beautiful note on which to end this podcast. And I would just like to encourage you to use the email addresses and the social media handles that we have shared if you'd like to connect with Nancy and all of her wisdom. And in the meantime, after you have liked and subscribed for, um, to this YouTuber channel, we will see you next week with yet another excellent guest.